The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'm burned out. Hi guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast. I am your host, Kenzie Elizabeth. Happy New Year's Eve. I hope you guys had the best Christmas. I hope you're having just the best last few days of the holiday season. That is so sad. The holiday season is by far my favorite time of the year, but I think we can all agree that we're happy that 2020 is over. Not that we're going to wake up tomorrow and everything is going to be fixed, but I do think a new year just represents a new start and even almost like a new phase of life or a new chapter, however you want to view it. And I am definitely someone who's into resolutions and goals. And if you're one of those people who hates them and makes fun of people for making them, like maybe reevaluate because I don't think it's cool to make fun of people when they're just trying to better their lives for themselves and those around them. Today, we have Gretchen Garrity on. You guys know her. You love her. She has been so requested to come on the podcast. And I thought she would be the perfect guest for our New Year's Eve episode because she is just the nicest, kindest, most positive person. And she, I don't know, I really love her outlook and her perspective on life, on how she deals with things. We talk a lot about what do you do when things don't go your way? We talk a little bit about heartbreak and breakups and and how to navigate change and, you know, living a life that you didn't see coming and you didn't expect. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. I hope it just makes you feel good going into the new year. That is our goal for today's episode. And I love Gretchen. So I know you guys will like that as well, but I wanted to do a little intro of things that I've learned in 2020. I didn't want to do an entire episode just of myself talking about this because I feel like I've just been talking about it a lot. And, you know, even though we talk a lot about 2020 in here, I just thought it would be nice to have someone else's perspective other than just mine. But before we get into the episode, I am going to share a few lessons that I have learned this year in hopes that maybe you guys will resonate with them or Maybe you guys know a lot more than I do. We actually not. Maybe you probably definitely know a lot more than I do. And you guys have already gone through things like this. And maybe you guys can, you know, send me some advice. I would really appreciate that. Okay, so before we get into my little things I've been learning in 2020, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give a nice rating, a nice review. I love reading you guys' nice reviews. Podcast reviews can be a little bit scary. So when you guys take the time to write something nice, I really, really do appreciate it. Share this episode with a friend, post it to your story, tag me. I love seeing those on the days that we post these podcasts. It's just so fun for me. Join the mailing list. If you guys need any video content that you want to binge watch, um, I just posted over 25 videos in the month of December. So be sure to go check that out. Obviously, I have my Instagram. I have my TikTok. We have all of that. So be sure to go follow me on there. I'm going to be posting so much content in January. It's kind of the month that I thrive the most on YouTube other than Vlogmas because I'm so into routines. I'm so into efficiency and, you know, new year, new me type stuff. That's just really right up my alley. So if you guys haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, 
Be sure to go check that out. We also have great podcasts coming up in the next month. Next week, we have an episode that's all about money management with Dave Ramsey's daughter. So you guys are really going to enjoy that. But we have a lot of great episodes and just great content coming up in the month of January. I'm actually so excited. So be sure to stick around for that. All right. So without further ado, I will share what I have learned in 2020. The first thing is the first thing that I wrote down was cut the root. I think a lot of growing up is rewiring your brain and relearning things that you need to relearn. I remember just kind of switching, you know, trains of thoughts and perspective and feeling like I had to relearn a lot of things, specifically when it came, you know, to my own faith and when I decided to go back to church. And just in general, I feel like that was a really good lesson to learn when I was younger. And now that I'm 23, not that I'm, you know, old or anything like that, I have learned how this is more so like a rhythm of life. And this is something that I'm probably going to continuously have to do in so many different aspects of my life. So what I mean by cutting the root is that sometimes we deal with problems or we deal with hurts or we deal with even how we deal with conflict. Sometimes there's a root as to why we are the way that we are. And sometimes in order to heal ourselves or to better ourselves or to grow in this area, we have to find the root and cut the root. So whatever that is, I think it's just important to, to really realize why you react the way that you do. Because I know in my own life, if I don't realize why I'm reacting the way that I'm reacting, it doesn't matter how much I do to you know better myself or grow. If I don't find the root and cut the root, then I'm not going to be able to grow in that area personally. So that's been really important for me. Rewiring my brain. Um, I think this is something we have to do all the time. And I think it's, it's a really good thing to practice and get better at. And then also relearning things. So there have been things that I've just always, you know, thought to be true in my own life and thought to be true, whether it's about myself or other people or relationships or conflict or, you know, you name it, it can be anything. I think it's really important that we have to relearn things. Maybe like what's important in life to you. I feel like, you know, this has been a year when we've all realized, you know, what is actually important to us. Blah, blah. You guys have heard this a billion times from me, but I do think it's really important. So cut the root, rewire and relearn. That was my first point. My second thing I wrote, I'm not going to expect perfection of myself because I don't expect it even of others. I can mess up. You don't know what you don't know. I think that is so important. I'm someone who puts so much pressure on myself. I find it the hardest to give myself grace. And, you know, I would say I'm very quick to give other people in my life grace. I I don't expect anyone to be perfect. I think we all mess up. I think that's really it's really important. It's also an important part of being a human being because I think that's where a lot of growth and vulnerability comes from is when you mess up. And that is, again, where you learn, right? So if I am giving all of these other people in my life so much grace, then why can't I give it to myself? I don't need to expect perfection. I don't want to be a robot. And that's what I'm expecting of myself. And essentially, until I become a robot, I'm going to keep being hard on myself. And so that is obviously not working. And I need to have some sort of common ground between, you know, learning and growing and trying to be the best that I can possibly be, but also giving myself grace and allowing myself to mess up in the process. 
The third point is I'm not going to expect perfection of others. They mess up. So this one isn't necessarily about giving someone grace when they mess up. This is more so when I don't agree with someone else. I think this has been a year where it's been really easy to write off people just because we don't agree on maybe some specific point. And I think we lose out on a lot by doing so. I at least want to learn the logic behind why they feel a certain way. And I don't think up until this year, I've been someone who's just cut someone off because they think different or they have a different opinion. This has definitely been a very polarizing year. And I think there's been, you know, there are some opinions that are actually just, you know, not opinions or just like straight out flat out racism or things like that. But I think kind of in the process of just it being a polarizing year, it's been really hard, harder than ever, honestly, for me personally to really just hear people out and not just write someone off when we don't agree on something. I don't want to be someone who thinks that I always know everything and that I'm the right one. And, you know, I think when fighting for something like a really incredibly important cause that shouldn't even be something you fight for. I think that that's incredibly important, but that maybe sometimes can translate into other areas of our lives where we don't have to be as polarizing. And I I found myself this year getting really frustrated when people don't really see like what I'm trying to communicate. Maybe it's never when I disagree with how someone is like living their life. Cause I don't really ever disagree. Cause I don't look at life as one way to live their life. You know what I mean? So it's very open-minded in that sense, but it's like when we're having a debate on something specific, maybe it's harder for me to just listen or like listen or hear them out. I don't know. I think just because it's been a polarizing year and there's so much hatred and so much division, I just want to make sure that I am not someone who just writes someone off because we disagree on something. So those are a few of the things that I've been learning in 2020. We have Gretchen on today and we are covering so much. If you guys don't already follow Gretchen, she has a podcast. She has an Instagram. She has a YouTube channel. We have known each other for so long. We've had so many mutual friends. We've done Coachella together. She is just one of the greatest people. And I was just so happy to really be able to sit down and talk to her just because I feel like she has such a great perspective and outlook on life. And I just think she's one of the sweetest people ever. And I completely adore her. And I think you guys will love her as well. She also has her own podcast. So be sure to go check it out after this episode. But without further ado, let's welcome Gretchen onto the podcast. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I am so excited for us to record for a lot of reasons. One, I love you. I think you're the cutest person ever. And two, who, who better than to record with to record with then you. I already can't talk and you know, I'm a podcast host. (laughs) For our New Year's Eve episode, when you need just a little positive kick in your life, I think you're probably the most naturally positive human being. I don't even know if positive is the right word, but just so wholesome and such a bright (laughs) light in this world. Oh, that's so sweet. I know I always tell everyone I'm like weirdly optimistic and I feel like I've just always been that way. Like people are like, Oh, what are your tips for positivity? And I'm like, I just like see the bright side in every situation or like something terrible is going on. And I just like make myself laugh about it. I'm like, okay, it's fine. And go like be over and I'll look back and like laugh one day. So I might as well just laugh right now or, but yeah, I've always just been so positive. <laughs> That's kind of something I say. I'm like, I'm always grateful for when things happen later on, 
not necessarily in the moment. So instead of just waiting until later on to be grateful, I'm just going to be grateful now, you know, even though I can't see it in this moment, I don't have a choice. Do you want to intro yourself just for maybe those who are living under a rock who are not completely (laughs) obsessed with you? Yes. So if you don't know me, my name is Gretchen Garrity. I have a YouTube channel that's just my name, Gretchen Garrity. That's kind of where I started off my whole social media journey eight years ago, which is so crazy. And then my Instagram is also just Gretchen Garrity. And more recently, I think a little over a year ago, I started my podcast called the happy hour podcast. And it's just how it sounds. It's like an hour of just happiness, good vibes, positivity. So yeah. I listened the other day. I want to say to, I think it was your episode on describing your perfect day, something on those lines. And I was like, wow, I'm actually going to have the best day ever. Now that I listened to this, it just put such a smile on my face. You're just mm-hmm. the best. Oh, I love it. That's so sweet. <laughs> so you've had a lot of change just in the past year. You've moved, you've moved in with your boyfriend, which I know you guys were living together, but now you have like your own place together. How like have you dealt with so much change this year? Yeah, it's been a lot of change. And I've always said like, you know, on my platforms that change is something I've struggled with. I feel like my whole life and although it can be changed for the best, like right now, I'm so excited. I feel so blessed that I get to live with my partner and we have our dog and life is good, but it's just been scary to move away from a city that I lived in the past, like five years being Boston and moving away from all my friends, you know, not being near my mom, not being near his family. I think also during quarantine and just the pandemic, we realized how much we like being with family because we literally were like bouncing around between our mom's houses and we're like, Hey, we need to like settle down and get our own place. But it has been so much change. And like you said, it's funny. People ask like, Oh, how did you guys know about like moving in together? Like when did you talk about it? Like what were like the conversations you had? And it sort of just slowly, but surely happened. And especially, you know, right in March when it was like, okay, quarantine lockdown, I went to visit him at his mom's house. And I thought I was staying for a week. And then like five months later I moved out. So it was just like mayhem. It was like crazy, like was not planning for that. Um, but yeah, so I was like, there's been so many changes this year, but all for the best. And I think how I've sort of navigated through it is just trying to stay sane with like a consistent routine, like consistency and having a routine just like makes you feel a lot more together. Like your life is in order. So finding the new normal here, living in Pennsylvania and my new routines have just helped a lot, but yeah, it's always something I'm working on not being around friends. It's like I FaceTime all the time. Like FaceTime is my savior, but yeah. Would you have ever imagined that you would be living where you're living right now, like a year or two ago? No, like absolutely not. That's why I always say it's so funny. Like where I end up, I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania. If you guys didn't know, it's just sort of random for me, honestly, not like bad mouth where I live because I just never thought I'd be living in sort of like a small town in Pennsylvania. And we're here because my boyfriend, Max plays hockey here. I mean, now currently we're waiting on their season to start because it keeps getting pushed back with COVID, but that's why we're here and it'll be good when his hockey season starts. And I I just have always felt really lucky that I can work from wherever. Like I know you can too, Kenzie, just doing social media full time. It is such a blessing because your, your life and your whole schedule is so flexible that if you know, like for me, I just, I feel lucky that I can, you know, support him and like following his dreams. And I'm like, okay, we're going to make this work and I can live with you wherever you're playing. And 
that's why we're here. So it's really crazy. But I also feel like it's a blessing in a way, although like we don't know anyone here, it's like totally new and just random to move here. I'm like, when else in our life are we going to be able to like travel to new cities and live in new cities that we never would have lived in before? Like, it's so fun to explore. I mean, now it's most places are like closed here, but in normal times to be able to explore a new city when you're young, like that's so much fun. I've been thinking about that so much recently. And like, I love where I live. I don't actually want to move, but I recently moved back here and I love living here. And it's something I didn't really picture for myself either. That's why I asked, because sometimes I feel like we get so attached to one idea that we have of our lives and it can be hard to kind of let go of that or to like embrace change or embrace something new that is probably better. But like you were saying, you are really enjoying your life where it is. And I think sometimes it's really important for us to let go of the idea that we had of our life before and kind of embrace the change and go into the change. Because I thought I was going to be in LA like probably forever at that point. And I'm so glad now that I'm here, but it's not necessarily what I would have pictured two years ago, you know? Totally. You are like speaking to my soul, Kenzie, because I just feel like so many people, especially this year, you have this idea of like where you're going to be, what your life looks like, what type of person you want to be, all these things. And then 2020 just like throws it all like away, you know, and you're just like starting over. You're like, okay, like what matters to me? What am I doing? Sort of thing. But totally. And it's so weird when you picture yourself, you know, like staying in LA or I'm like, Oh, I'll be in Boston forever. And it's like, here I am. But I also feel like with change is like so much opportunity and you can like do the things that you've wanted to do. And especially now it's like, I have so much free time on my hands to do all the things that like I've wanted to do. And, you know, it's like, I'm meeting new friends, um, and meeting new friends in a new place can be so fun. And I don't know, I feel like going through a big change or transition or moving somewhere new, just like brings so much opportunity and like pushes you to grow. And I think in different times of your life, you actually will change what you want. So at one point when I really thought that this is all I wanted and I kind of like embraced the change, I realized like, oh, I actually like this better. Like I actually like my lifestyle here better. And I feel like overall, I'm just a healthier human being in this time. So I just, I don't know. I'm really grateful for change, even when it's, you know, a year like, you know, 2020. Do you think that you like more of a fast paced, like hustle and bustle lifestyle or more of like a cozier kind of like slower lifestyle? It's interesting that you ask that because for my past five years of life in Boston, it was like totally the first thing you said, just like so, so fast paced. And I had a summer where I lived in New York city, even faster. And I was traveling constantly. So that made it even quicker. I just felt like life was literally flying by and it was so much fun. Don't get me wrong. Like I loved all the time that I lived in Boston and I was in college and I was with all my friends and I was like doing something new, something crazy every day. Vlogmas was a lot easier back then. Cause I always had something crazy to show, you know, that was like going on, but life was so fast paced and I loved it. And I remember like telling my parents when I turned 20, I was like, I'm never living back home. Like city life is for me. And I do a part of me loves it so much, but I also feel like through quarantine in 2020 and, you know, life making you like sit down and just relax and not go anywhere and stay home. You realize like how important it is to be grounded back home and like the values that you have and what actually matters to you. So I feel like now I'm sort of, I'm like turning into a grandma and I love like the slower paced lifestyle here. And 
I think a lot of people in the beginning were like, you seem so unhappy. Like, I don't think you're happy in Pennsylvania. And I'm like, no, I think it's a huge adjustment. I think it's a huge change. Like life has slowed way down. Everyone had asked me, they're like, oh, so like, what's life like in Pennsylvania? I'd be like a big change of pace. Like life is just a lot slower, like a lot less going on. But I also just feel like this time, like you just have to look at it as like a blessing. I feel like I keep saying that, but like my boyfriend will complain and be like, Oh, I just want my season to start whatever. And I'm like, you're going to look back at this time and be like, wow, I wish I had all that free time to just like hang out with my dog more or, you know, whatever it is, get some more rest, like bake cookies during the day, like whatever it is. So yeah, I think you like the grass is always greener situation. Like right now I could be like, Oh, I miss Boston so much. But if I was there, I'd be like, wow, I miss like living in Pennsylvania where I can go drive to get a coffee or like, you know, so I like both ways of life, but I think now I'm like, as I grew up, I'm 23, I'm like so young, but I feel like I'm just adjusting to the slower pace. And I like that equally as much as I like the fast pace. I totally agree. I think there's pros and cons of both. And I'm really grateful that during this time I was in a slower pace lifestyle as is like when I moved here, it was right before COVID hit. So I had just gotten, you know, my new place and all of that, but I'm just grateful that it made me realize how much I appreciate a slower lifestyle. Not that I'll always live that. I think, you know, things will get busier and crazier again, just throughout life. But I've actually really started to like love just being like having an overall calmer life. Yes. I feel like I noticed such a big difference in like my stress level. I felt like, oh, in my health, oh my gosh, so much my health. And like my immune system was just like a wreck when I was living in Boston in the city. I feel like for so many reasons, like in college too, but it was like, I was so go, go, go that I was never sleeping enough. I wasn't ever really like taking my care of myself and like drinking enough water and doing all the things that you need to do. And so suddenly this year I'm like, wow, I'm like sick way less because I'm like getting enough sleep and eating my vegetables and drinking about like I'm doing what I actually should be doing. I notice such, and I'm way more calm because my stress levels are way lower because I am just more like grounded and at peace with like where I am, you know? Yes. I was thinking about last December to this December and last December I was a full-time college student with a full-time internship with traveling like all the time with vlogmas and having to go. I had like three trips. I was so busy. Same thing. I was getting sick all the time. I just really had so much on my plate to this December where obviously there's no traveling. I'm just at my house. I finished school. Like I feel so much, I don't just so much better. And it is crazy how for so long I thought to like live the life that I wanted. It had to be this crazy, crazy busy life. And again, like Obviously, there are things that I want to add back on my plate when I can, but it really has been a good learning experience too, because I feel like I've been able, one, I've been reading so much and I've been able to just kind of look into different things and learn a lot and maybe have different interests that I would have never been into before. Totally. I so relate to you on that. And like, while I do miss the travel and I'm sure I'll be excited to travel again once I can, like before 2020, I knew I kept saying like, I'm ready to slow down. And so it made me slow down. And then I got a dog and I was like, okay, now I'm like really ready. You know, it's like, I'm not traveling. I wouldn't travel with a puppy or like a dog really anyway. And so yeah, I was so ready for that. And I did the same thing. I looked back vlogmas day one. I looked back last year and I was like, Oh my gosh, you can hear it in my voice. I sound sick. And I was like, yeah, I was just home in November for six days. I was home for six days in November. I'm like, Oh my goodness, Gretchen, what were you doing? 
<laughs> like you were all over the place, girl. <laughs> what is your daily routine now? So definitely a lot more simple. I find myself, I, I bet you can relate to this too. I feel like if you are working on your own personal brand and social media, the lines get really gray of like, okay, when am I starting to work? When am I ending work? And so it'll be 11 PM and I'm in my bed editing. And I'm like, Gretchen, like go to bed. What are you doing girl? <laughs> it's so hard because there's always something to be due and every I've heard this so much recently. I've seen it on Instagram. Everything is contentable. So like me drinking my green smoothie, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I should take a picture and like share it on my Instagram story. Or like it's snowing outside. I'm like, I got to get a cute boomerang. Like I feel pressure. And I know it's just me pushing, putting pressure myself to like take content of everything because it's happening. And I want to like put out as much as I can and share my life with everyone. So it's definitely tough, but I like to get my workout done in the morning. And I've noticed the days that I push myself like today that I get ready after I work out and actually like, don't just sit in sweatpants and a sweatshirt all day after a shower and like put on maybe a sweater and leggings and like curl your hair a little bit and do a little makeup. I feel so much better. I'm way more productive. Like no one's seeing it. Like I guess my vlogs, like you guys are seeing it, but like, I'm not going out anywhere. I'm not doing it. Honestly, most days it'll be like three days go by. And I look back, I'm like, I didn't even leave my apartment. Like It's so bad. Like so much time goes by and I'm like, whoa, I never know what day it is because every day feels the same. So I will get ready. I will get, I feel like I've been trying to be better at like the most important stuff, like putting blog myself. Like I have to do that every day. So like I try to do that right away and then I'll record for like whatever I'm recording for the day. If I'm recording a podcast, if I'm filming a video, there's just, you know, there's always something that you need to be doing. You're like, Oh, and now I should like show this, my Instagram stories or do like show a little get ready with me. Like there's always something to be doing. And I love when I can end work stuff before dinner. And I love to cook dinner with my boyfriend. That's always like a fun time, have dinner, settle down, cuddle with my dog and repeat the next day. <laughs> That's literally me. I love when I get everything done and then I go cook. I have this insane night routine that I'm probably only going to be able to do this year. Like there will be no other time in my life when it ever works, but it's been so nice. And I I've gotten so into cooking. That's another thing this year. It's just nice to like wind down and just have your routine set in place. And I think that's really important too, when it comes to change, especially when maybe you feel a little bit out of control of your life, because a routine is really nice because it's a way of gaining control back and not letting just like totally. life happen to you. And you know, like, yes. oh, you know what? No matter what happens, these are three things I'm going to do every morning. I know I did this. This makes me feel better. And just kind of, it's a form of self-care to me, even if it's not what people might view as self-care, like it's not a bubble bath in the morning or something like that. I just know that I feel so much better when I have like my routine set in place, you know? Yeah. I so agree with you. And the days that I don't stick to it or I like sleep through my morning and I feel like all just thrown off. I hate it. Cause obviously you feel, so, you just feel way more organized, put together all the things like I like setting myself up for a good day, but I've also been trying to relax, like cut myself some slack, give me some grace. Like if I have to sleep through my morning workout, it's okay. I can start again tomorrow, you know, like not too much pressure. <laughs> we are literally the same. That is the one thing that I'm really working on right now is I find it really easy to give everyone else grace in my life. I'm not someone who like naturally holds on to grudges. It's not, it's just never really been me, but with myself, because I think I'm a very routine person, I can be so hard on myself with routines. And while they are really good, 
sometimes I think I put a little bit too much pressure on myself. And so I'm trying to learn how to have like a good middle ground where I'm able to just be like, it's okay. Like I can still pull out of it. Cause sometimes if I mess up my morning routine, I feel like my mood is just off for the whole day. And I don't want to be that dependent on my routine, you know? Yeah. I know it'll like affect your whole day. And you're like, oh my gosh, why? It's so hard to find the balance of like, I want to keep myself accountable and challenge myself and be the best version of me. But I also don't want to be like beating myself up all day that I didn't get my meditation in. Like it's fine, you know? No, totally. I want to talk to you specifically about how do you deal with life when things don't go your way? I know there are so many people listening to this right now who have felt like, you know, this is the complete, I think we can all say this is not what we pictured for our year. How do you deal with life just in general when things don't go the way that you would have liked them to? Yeah. I think one thing I can think of in the spring, I was so, so excited for my boyfriend to finish his hockey season. And basically he was going to come back to Boston and he was going to be my best friend, my roommate Taylor and him and her boyfriend. And I was like, Oh, we're going to have the best spring ever. Like through the beginning of the summer, we're going to like all hang out and go on double dates and like do all the things in Boston. And then of course, none of that happened. And I like lived at his mom's house all summer and whatever. So I was like, so hung up on that for so long. And And I've talked about how, especially in the beginning when we had to be in quarantine and everything was just like taken away from us, I felt so not motivated. And I feel like for a week, I just let myself feel really sad and like bad for myself, which looking back, like that was so dumb. And quickly I realized I need to just like find the motivation within myself to keep myself going, to try to look nice every day, to work out a little bit, do something like stay productive because you feel so much better. And I was just like, Oh, this is so unfair. I'm going to like let myself feel like crap and like not get ready every day and not work out and just eat junk food. Cause like, I don't care. I'm just like, I'm just sad. And then I was like, this is literally so dumb. Like, this is such an opportunity. I need to take this time as an opportunity. Like we have so much time to do all the things we wanted to do and to work on ourselves, all of these things. So yeah, I feel like whenever anything doesn't go your way, like this can apply to so many things you need to, I mean, I also just feel like, like I said, I'm very optimistic. And so I just try to have faith that things will work out how they should. And it can be really hard when you're like in a breakup or, you know, whatever it may be where you're just like, Oh my gosh, is this really supposed to be happening right now? Like, God, hello. Like, do you have my back here? But I just love having the faith that everything is supposed to work out how it's supposed to be. Like, I always would think if you had a breakup, if you're really supposed to be with that person, like you'll find them again later on in life when it's like a better time for the two of you. So yeah, just having faith. And in the meantime, just always like working on yourself, not to be selfish, but just trying to be like the best version of you. Cause that'll always make you feel better. I think that's so important. And what you said about, you know, having your week where you felt really down on yourself, I think that's actually important to go through. Because I think regardless of what it is in life, like something that you've lost, it doesn't even have to be a person, just any sort of situation, there is a period of time of like grieving almost, right? Not to make it like as dramatic as it, that doesn't always have to be like the word, but it just depends. Like whether you lost a relationship or you lost a job or you know, you, a lot of people lost their last semester of college and their graduation and thinking like their family's going to be there. And a lot of like first time graduates when that's like, obviously a really, for anyone, it's a big deal. So I think that that is totally normal and fine, but I'm the same as you too. I just don't like feeling down and I don't think anyone does, 
But I do love what you said about how you were like, nope, we're going to like switch our perspective on this. We're going to get back into the routine. I'm going to get ready. I'm going to do these things because there is a period of time, I think, where it's really important to like feel and process emotion, but you can't stay in that forever, you know? And people talk about heartbreak a lot and they're like, heartbreak is just like, a period of time in like this cycle, right? Like you're not supposed to stay there forever, but in order to get through it, it is something you have to go through. You talk about heartbreak. I feel like you have throughout the years and you've been very open about like dealing with breakups and stuff. What are some of your best tips for dealing with a breakup? Yeah, I feel like I've talked about this so much because I am so... I just feel like opinionated in my way. I'm sure a lot of people would agree with this, but I just remember going through, I mean, I've had like two serious relationships in the second one right now. So the first one going through that breakup, it was like the worst thing in the world, obviously. And I have a close friend who recently was going through one. And we always say how, when you're going through a breakup, you feel like physically sick. It's just like the worst ever. And sometimes you are physically sick and it's from the heartbreak and like the rug being ripped out from underneath of you. And I'm sure people listening can relate to this and it's just awful and the worst thing ever. And you have to feel it and you have to let it out. Cause if you bottle it all up, it's going to come out later on when you don't want it to, you know? Yeah. So it's like talking it out with friends, family, like your support system. Like it's so important. And I think everyone says this going through heartbreak, but you need to take that time for yourself and to just be with your friends and your family, because they're the ones that are always going to be there for you and make you feel so much better. And I truly feel like whenever you're single, you're supposed to be single. Like that is like the season of your life that you have to be single and you have to work on yourself. And the world hasn't brought you the person that you should be with because you're not ready for that person yet. And you need to like do some work on your end. And I always say you have to be 100% yourself and love yourself 100% before you can be with someone else, because it can't be this weird, like codependent thing. Like they're trying to fill up my cup and I'm trying to like make them better. It's like, no, we have to be like doing our own thing, having our own interests, hobbies, life. And then when we come together, we just like compliment each other and support each other and push each other to be the best sort of thing. Cause I think a lot of times people can fall into those unhealthy codependent sort of relationships. So it's always important, even in a relationship like I'm in now, like it's always important to work on your independence and like just being the best you, those self-care things, everything like that. <laughs> and I think focusing on being the best you, it doesn't just benefit yourself or even your partner. It benefits every single person in your life in every aspect of your life. Cause you want to be as healthy as you possibly can be. Not that anyone is perfect, but I don't think there's ever a time where you're going to regret having spent time working on yourself and being single is really a great time to do it because I think when you're single, you have less responsibility. And as you get older and you add relationships, marriage, kids, you know, you have so much more responsibility and your attention is split. So when you're single, you really have that time to focus in. Yeah. And I liked what you said about, you'll never like look back and like regret taking time for yourself. Cause I think you'll only look back and regret being like, why did I waste my time on this guy that didn't even care or whatever? Like you need to prioritize yourself and your values and your priorities, like your activities, your interests, what's going on in your life. Cause I remember waiting around being like, are you going to be my boyfriend? Are you going to be my boyfriend? And like, I would clear my whole day, my whole schedule and be like, okay, I'm just going to wait. Remember like text me or call me. And then he never does. And I'm like, why didn't I go to that yoga class I was signed up for? Cause I thought we were going to, like, I, you need to prioritize yourself 
or else it's just not going to work and you're just not ready for the That is so real. Like that is such a thing. The whole, why didn't I just go to the yoga class? Why didn't I just, I totally, no, I totally agree. And I also think it's a really attractive quality in someone, but I think it's a really attractive quality to, you know, be comfortable in your own skin. I don't mean like to not have any insecurities. I just mean like to like who you are. I just think it's a really attractive quality in anyone. And it's one of my favorite things about someone, especially because those are the people that tend to make everyone else's lives around them bigger and make everyone around them like almost you feel better by just spending time with them because they also are like pouring into you and they are not, there's not a hint of insecurity or jealousy or some sort of competition or whatever it might be they're like love themselves. And what's that quote? It's like the relationship you have with yourself sets the tone of every other relationship you will have. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, I did not come up with that. I don't know who did, (laughs) but I think it's really so true. And it's not that you have to be this perfect person because I'll hear this sometimes. And then again, I'll put the pressure on myself of like, I can't mess up. I have to be perfect. I have to handle every single thing in life. Absolutely perfect. And that's not realistic, but I do think just having like a good foundation with yourself is like one of the most important things in life. Oh my gosh. I so agree. I really like that quote. I really like that. Cause I feel like most people are just so hard on themselves and are so nice to their friends and family and and they're like, you got this. Like, don't worry. It was just like one little mistake. And then it's ourselves. And we're like, why are we like this? I'm like such a failure or whatever. So that's so good. Oh, what I was thinking is like right after a breakup, obviously you feel so alone. And I think a lot of times too, if you're coming out of something where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know like who I am anymore. I remember ending my first relationship because I was like, who, who am I anymore? Like, what do I even like doing? Like, what are my interests? I feel like I can't be myself around this person. That's like a whole other problem. But I was just like, I need to like find myself and have this little like self-love journey. And I felt like having friends around me that were so independent and such like strong women really showed me how to be that way. And I think if you can also separate yourself from your situation. And that makes sense. Like if you can take yourself out of your body for a second and look at yourself and be like, this is the advice I would give a friend. Like I need to listen to that for myself. Cause it's so hard, you know, like you'll be like, Oh my gosh, you can't be with that guy. Like he doesn't treat you right. But then when it's yourself, you're like, no, but I'm scared to leave this relationship. It's like, you need to do what you know you need to do deep down to be like your badass self. <laughs> I completely agree. I love what you said about kind of almost talking to yourself like you would a friend. I think that that has helped me so much just throughout my whole life with relationships. And I think, you know, we talk about if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And I get questions all the time, like boy questions and boy advice and stuff. And something I was thinking about the other day, and I think this actually came from this like relationship person I had in the podcast. She was such a great guest, Amy Chan. She came out with this book, So Helpful we were talking and we were just talking about breakups and getting back with exes and things like that. And she said, or maybe I said this, I don't know. It was in the conversation. Basically, if you are like considering getting back together with an ex, it needs to be because you would be with that person for who they are today. Had you not met them prior, not because you have history with them. So you can't go back because history also alternatively, like will repeat itself. But also if you're just going to get back together with someone for the sake of the amount of time you spent together or because it's comfortable, but not because that's someone that you would approve of 
for yourself or a friend now, you know, that's like another thing to reconsider. That's such good advice. I've never heard that because people change in relationships and you might be like hanging on to someone because you're comfortable, but if they are like acting in a way that is just not acceptable to you or whatever it may be, if you can be like, okay, if I met this person today, would I want to date them? And then you answer and you're like, wait, maybe I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. That's so good. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about 2021. So we've talked about dealing with hard things when it doesn't go your way. And I feel like that's where a lot of us have been. I'm so excited to not say 2020 ever again. That is my plan. (laughs) So what are you looking forward to in 2021? I know currently it's middle of December, so I'm not quite at my new year, new me mindset, but what are some things that you're looking forward to or maybe goals or resolutions you have for yourself? I feel like I'm sure everyone's with me in this is just a fresh start and just being like, okay, let's hope 2021 brings some good news, some joy around the world. And I guess just going into it with, I'm sure everyone's mindset has just shifted dramatically during this year and just going into it with a fresh mindset and being like, okay, like, have you heard a quote? It's like the world is only, or whatever, maybe world God, whatever you think the universe will only put on my plate, what I can handle. So it's like going into the year being like, whatever gets thrown my way, I can handle it. I have spent this last year working on myself and preparing for the worst through all this tragedy and just horribleness. And so it's like, I think just looking at the new year as like a new opportunity, a new start, and hopefully some progress in the world. And hopefully everyone can be healthy and life can go back to normal as soon as possible. (laughs) Literally ASAP. Something that I really want to do, I went on a long drive yesterday. And this is when I do my, my thinking, you know, I am 23. Right. And I was talking about responsibility and I really had this like epiphany of this is probably the least amount of responsibility I will have for the rest of my life. Right. So even on the topic of like being single, like that's such a short period of time in the grand scheme of life. Right. Because hopefully you get married and have like this long lasting, happy marriage. So I was thinking like, okay, I'm 23 now I'm single. I have this like dream job. You know, I, I have a lot of freedom and I realize that this is not everyone's situation, but just the fact of being young and not having as much responsibility as far as, you know, people relying on you goes. Right. So I want to just be a lot more curious and kind of allow myself to like explore different maybe interests that I've never really taken seriously or whatever it is. Like, I don't know. I think I've really kind of gotten into that this year, but I'm just curious to see what will happen. And just, I don't know. I want to be like the most sure of myself I've ever been. I want to be like really even more comfortable in my own skin. I want like everyone to like leave spending time with me, like feeling so much better. And I think a lot of that, of course, comes from like your relationship with yourself. But I don't know. I just want to explore in 2021. I feel like I've always been so set and like, this is what's going to happen. This is my life plan. This is me in five years. And that's just not really how I think anymore. So I just want to explore new things. I like that. That's like your mantra for 2021. It's my mantra. Try new things. I never thought of it like that, but we're both 23 and like, this is the last time we'll have like this amount of responsibility. Like I feel like from here on out, it's like, you know, you're an adult and they're just, 
keeps being more added on. That's so crazy to think about. It really is. Okay. Let's end off the year by name three great things that happened to you this year. Oh, I love that. So number one, I think of getting my golden retriever puppy Brody because literally now I get it. Like I feel like I never understood before when people were so obsessed with their dogs and they're like, Oh, my dog changed my life. Whatever. I'm like, okay, the dog's cute. But like, I don't really get it. Now I get it. Like they just bring so much joy and happiness into your life. And they love you no matter what, like regardless of if you're having a crappy day or if you were a bad daughter or friend or whatever, like he's always going to snuggle up next to me. And I swear they're so intuitive. Like if I'm ever crying, he'll like come up right next to me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this just is making a whole life. So he has been like the best thing of 2020. I'm also really grateful for FaceTime, <laughs> just keeping me in contact with my mom, my sister, my friends that I can't physically see my grandma, you know, like FaceTime is just so good. And I guess the third thing would be moving here, starting my next chapter with my boyfriend, Max. And it's like, like a lot of people are like, you don't seem happy there. Or like, why would you just you know, move there like just for him. But I feel like when you really love someone and are their partner, and obviously since I can work wherever, it was just like, okay, like this makes a lot of sense. We don't want to be long distance anymore if we don't have to. And so I'm here and we're together and yeah, it's been a tough year, but also a good year at the same time. No, I agree. Also, as far as you moving there, that I don't know. I think this like false independence that goes around on social media where it's like, don't do anything for your partner or like when you're seriously with someone in a committed relationship and you guys are looking long-term or if even if you just want to move there, like that's totally fine. That's a great thing to do. I just think that stuff, I don't know. The argument is like dumb to me, but I want to say my number one is also my golden doodle fits. I already have an- another dog and I love them both equally. Okay. But I will say that that was definitely like one of the best things to happen to me in 2020. He is the absolute light of my life. Like Coco and I have had so much fun, but it's even more fun having fits around because he just adds more. And I feel like Coco and I can get in our little like chill ruts and fits just like adds more party, you know? So that's been so fun. My second would be my house. I'm so glad that I'm back in Texas. I love my house. It's been so fun to like decorate. And I've been so grateful to have my own space during COVID. And that really was like a miracle from God happening right before. My parents are divorced too. So like going back and forth between the houses and all that, if I was back here would have just been like even harder. So I'm really grateful for Mm -hmm. that. And then also living near family again has been like the most incredible thing. I knew I missed it when I was in LA, but oh my gosh, it is literally the best thing. And I really, not that I don't think I'll ever live elsewhere again, but I just, I dread the day that I don't live within like 30 minutes of my parents. I know. I feel like 
I learned that so much in this year, how, like, I feel like I never really understood. I'm like, I feel like so many people live like near their extended family or family, whatever. And like growing up, my parents were never near their parents or their siblings or anything. But now I get it. I'm like, wait, it's so much better. You can like have dinner with them at night or whatever it may be. Like they're there for you and you can hang out and help each other with things. Like, I feel like it's taught me that so much. And like you moving back to Texas, like, I just feel like so many people in 2020 are like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I living here? I feel like so many people have moved because they're like, wait, why am I here with this job that I don't like? I need to like move home. Like, cause it teaches you really what matters. Oh, absolutely. And I never cared about when I was younger, I was always really independent. So I never really cared about living near family. And when I was 17, I was so excited to move far away and I really was enjoying my time. But now like I'm so close with my niece. I'm so close with all my siblings. I have a huge family and it's just so nice to like be back at least during this time for whoever, who knows how long, probably hopefully forever, but I've just loved it. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on today. I've loved having having you. Where can they find you? This is so fun. So my YouTube channel again is just my name, Gretchen Garrity. My Instagram is at Gretchen Garrity. And then my podcast is just happy hour podcast hosted by me. I think that's it. (laughs) All right, guys, that is it. This is the final episode of 2020. Guys, we made it. We survived. We did it. Let's thrive in 2021. Okay. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next week.